Geordie chat with poops and two. Games at home and away. Story stats and history about football in Australia. Welcome to the Kick to Kick podcast. Charlie, we are backwards and coming forwards again. Um, and we are back on Zoom. We are back on Zoom, Timmy, because I can't be with you. I can hear that that croak in your voice. You don't sound well, yeah, mate. As, yeah, that's it. That's it. I am, I'm staying away. I don't want to get anyone else sick, but it's nice to, uh, to, to see your face. Sounds like you um, yelled anyway. yourself hoarse at the football. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I originally thought it was, but uh, it turns out not to be the case. Mm. Oh, well. Uh, let's get stuck into round 23, the second last round of the year. I know we've only got one more one more round to go. Can you believe it? Usually the last round, aren't they? Because we usually have the last what 10, 11 years we finished round twenty three, but because of gather round, we got the extra one this year. That's right. I don't mind it. I don't yeah. mind it. But yeah, let let's get stuck into it with right. and before you get before you get to the games though, a few little stats yep. here. Uh this season has become the first home and away season to have over seven million people attend games. Wow. Um, we have Charlie Kerno with another couple of goals. So he has kicked a goal in every possible round this season with one round to go. And this is a good one I read after yesterday's game. Jamie Cripps of West Coast kicked five goals. Yep. So now all 18 clubs have had a player who's kicked five goals or more in a game. Oh, nice. Melbourne, the only side that have not conceded a five-goal haul to anyone. That's interesting. Yeah, pleasing one for you there. Yeah, I like that. I'll take that away. Um, well, there you go. That's, that's, yeah, that's very interesting. Well, I'm sure we'll have a bit to say about West Coast and Jamie Cripps a little bit later. Um, but let's start with Friday night where we had an absolute barnstormer with Collingwood and Brisbane um, at Marvel Stadium. Yes, Will Hoskin-Elliott playing his 200th game, the most of any, we know he's played the most of any hyphenated player. <laughs> 200 now, which is impressive. Uh, Charlie Cameron, he plays well against the Pies. He's kicked in his last few. He's kicked six, one, six, and four. Nice. So he does, does quite well. And the, the Lions do overall. They've won six in a row against the Lions. Uh, the Lions have won six in a row against the Pies, yeah. Not bad. That's, and, a, that's a good start. Yeah. They're carrying yeah. in finals. And I think I think last week we might have accidentally said they were playing at the MCG because this was clearly Docklands where the Lions have no fear. Yes, yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, you, you, we, I think we just assumed with the Collingwood thing, we didn't look too, too closely. But there yeah. you go. Um, and another game this season, the seventh time the opposition have lost the game despite scoring triple figures. Yeah, which is big, which is really big considering you know, um, we don't often get the triple figures. So there's been some bigger scores coming up, which is nice. Yeah, and uh, um, it makes Wesco um. Collingwood spot in the top a little bit shaky now. They lose next week to the Bombers. Yes. Probably not going to happen, but if it does, they could lose top spot. They could, they could lose that minor premiership, which I think the last time they were minor premiers was oh, 2011. 2011, yeah, there you oh, go. Yeah. So a while ago now. Um, so that, t- that takes us into Saturday's games, where and our first one was Richmond versus North Melbourne at the G, the yep. big send-off. It was um, actually Cochin Rewalt. I've got a little, I've got a little quote here from Trent Cochin. I feel like it sums up this podcast and what we're about quite nicely. Trent Cochin said, "Footy's a special game. It brings people together through the power of story." Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's yeah that, that that that's very much what we aim to do. Yeah, Trent Cochin, of course, playing his three hundred and sixth game, the most of any player in the number nine jersey. He pips Shane Crawford by one. There you go. One. Um, we also had two hundred and eighty games for Jack Zebel, who's also retired now and unfortunately been involved in a bit of a, a scuffle that sent him to hospital on Saturday night. Yeah. Um, we also have Harry Sheasel, who has now broken the record for most disposals by an AFL VFL player on their day de- in their debut season. So I think he's up to 575 odd. He's broken Scott Russell's record, but um, on Twitter, North Melbourne put out the big celebration and I popped in with a little, well, at least since 1965. Well, and it's interesting, but you'd, you'd, you've probably got to give him the chockies, right? Because of the length of the season and stuff, purely on stats. A good point. He's probably got it done. I don't know. Hayden Bunton, though. You reckon he could have got enough in what seven, seventeen rounds? Seventeen games, <laughs> maybe. Mm. Yeah, you're probably right, but we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Um, equally as impressive, we got uh, Nick Larky for North Melbourne. He's kicked six goals on the weekend, moves into sixty-two for the season, the most by any player in a two-win team. Yeah, wow. The last player he's overtaken Tony Lockett, who kicked two. Who kicked 60 for the Saints in 1986. Okay. That's some pretty good company to be in. It's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's Roy, that's Roy Park sort of numbers. Too. Yeah, I know. Absolutely it is. Um, Cochin and Rewatt finishing with 292 games played together, which is pretty impressive. And um, if you look at Richmond's top six um, games holders, so it's Bartlett, Rewalt. Dyer, Cochin, Edwards, and Burke, they're all on 300 or more. All one-club players that uh, Rhett Bartlett pointed out. Yeah, wow. Pretty impressive. Very impressive. Very impressive. So almost three, almost 300 together. So we know that the record is... Um, uh, Andrew Sel- McLeod. Sel- Andrew Sorry. McLeod and Tyson Stingler. No, Tyson Edwards. Playing, playing the most games together as teammates. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I thought it was um Selwood and Hawk. Oh no, that's yeah. most wins. Yeah, isn't that? Yeah, I think yeah. So, yeah. They, there you go. So no, that's that's big. That is huge. And um and good to have a big send off for those guys. I know they've got one more week together, but that big one at the G, um to say goodbye there. So that moved us. On yeah, because next because uh, next week they're playing in Adelaide. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so that moved us on to Gold Coast Bills Carlton, and uh, the streak almost ended for Carlton. It did. Um, it kept they they got up just by what four or five points in the end. Four points it was in the end, eighty-seven to ninety-one. Not a great start for them. They uh, the Suns looked pretty good, and I tipped the Suns. I was like, oh, I'm I've got this right easily. Um, but no, the 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 Blues come came back very easily. Charlie Kerno has now gone forty-three consecutive games kicking a goal. Something oh, we uh, haven't, wow. haven't talked about for a little bit after, uh, I guess, that Bailey Fritch got knocked out. We kind of ignored it for a bit, but he's been... That's you know, right, yeah. Um, so remembering he's chasing Peter McKenna's record of 121. Yeah, okay. So he's still he's got, got a, a fair to way to go. Yeah, there's yeah. a few seasons worth. Now, we can probably oh, skip the next game if you want. Uh, I think we should probably just mention it, shouldn't we, Timothy? DWS versus Essendon. 
126 point shellacking. What happened? Did you watch it or did you, did you, you must have turned it off? Surely. I turned it off after the first quarter. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was an absolute disaster. We Something similar happened last season. In the second last round, we played Port Adelaide at Marvel and they smashed us by 80-odd points. Um, yeah, not not great when we've got finals on the line. Like we, we, I mean, technically, we could still qualify for finals, but it'd have to be an absolute bloodbath that we win by. Um, but... No, it's it's an aberration. At least it means yeah. we go into the preseason next year with no illusions of grandeur. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's not going to be people in the in the media talking about how good no. it's going to be. So yeah. that's, I mean, that's a positive if you want to talk about it. Um, yep. There was also that that there was a game in 1992 that Essendon, I think it was round 20, 1992, Essendon lost to Hawthorne by 160 points. Yeah, and 28, 28 games later, they won the flag. So then, well, there you go. Let's let's yeah. uh, let's hope that history can repeat itself for you. Yeah. So I've got a few things to talk about. I'm going to start with the banner. Did you see the banner? I did not see the banner. No. GWS's banner. It's been a long time. The bombers have waited. Last time they won a final, we weren't even created. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. You'll be not. You won't be surprised to know that the score was a scoregami. Yeah. 162 to 36 has never happened before. Um, the score 126 point loss is Essendon's heaviest defeat since 2006 when the Crows beat us by 138 points. 162 is the Giants' highest ever score. It's Essendon's fifth worst loss ever and the biggest loss of Brad Scott's career. Really? Yeah. Um, wow. I've got I've got some more here. Uh, Jeremy uh, Jesse Hogan outscored the Bombers himself. Is he? Is that the biggest he's ever scored? He's never scored ten for the D's, did he? I don't think so. I think he got. Uh, no, definitely not. Definitely not ten. No. So he he joins Jeremy Cameron as the only Giants player to outscore the opposition. He outscored the Suns twice. Toby Green played his fiftieth game as captain for the, the Giants. He's a hundred and seven games off Callum Ward's record. The Giants had three players named Toby kick a goal. First time that's ever happened. Uh, Callum Ward is now the only person to have played in eight losses by 120 or more points and also now a win of 120 points or more. And oh. this, yeah, not a great stat, that one, but at least he's got a win no. on that column now. Um, <laughs> and uh, this loss now will put Essendon's finals streak of not winning to around 7,300 days by next year's finals. By the yeah, by the time you get a chance to win a final, yeah, still a long way off Sydney's rec- South Melbourne Sydney's record. So, yeah, no, yeah, no, you'll be yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, we'll just but that that it'll just keep ticking along. I know, you know? just that just Until that it that uh that weight on the shoulders just gets a little bit heavier. Slightly, <laughs> it's there, it's there until it's not. Look, but as you as you've all said all year, better not, and especially after that game, it highlights it. Better not to make finals if you're just going to get bundled out. Exactly. No. Get get better, get stronger, and come in come in hot. Yeah, top four next year. Yeah. Um. So, the, another game on Saturday was Geelong versus St Kilda. Yeah. Um. Cat season is over. Yeah, which is crazy. So I was th- I was talking about to someone about this, and I'm pretty sure I'm right. Is the last time the Premier missed the finals the next year? 08 Hawthorne. 
No, nah, 2021, Richmond. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, yeah. of course. And then before that, I think... <laughs> it was before, only a couple of, yeah. Yeah, and before that, I think the Doggies in 2017 missed out. The Hawks as well. So, oh, it's, so it's, only the four, it's only the fourth time since the, the year 2000 in the 21st century it's happened. Which... That's actually like now. Of course, it, it was it was that soon, but it, it's quite surprising. Like for a team to just completely fall apart. Yeah, not a couple so of it's... retirements, but then you know they just they were always pushing on the edge of that cliff, weren't they? They were, and I guess it shows how important Joel Selwood is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Grind Myers now has the record for goal assists, though he's uh, up to forty now, one ahead of Jason Ackermanis. Whenever they started keeping that record, yeah, yeah, and good on the Saints. I mean, we had them in our in our ladder, like down the bottom, because that's traditionally where they finish. Yeah. Um, if we'd been serious, I still wouldn't have tipped them in the top eight. No, not on how they were last year. That's yeah, for sure. And yeah, they've sort of just hovered, haven't they? They've kind of been. Well, they haven't, haven't done anything been spectacular. In the they've been in the top eight all season. Yeah, I know, but. They just haven't. They haven't really attacked the top four at any stage. They've just been thereabouts. Yeah, yeah. Interesting to see what they can do in the finals because I can imagine Ross Lyon will just lock it down and like grind out the game. So that is who knows how footy. I, I don't think they'll win a flag this year, but man, I can see winning one or two, maybe. Possibly. Yeah, no, it could be very interesting. Um, let's go to Adelaide because this game helped distract, I think, from Essendon's massive loss. I know what a how ridiculous. Yeah, so Sydney's Sydney's one point win there at Adelaide Oval. Did you see it? <laughs> I did not see it live. I've seen yeah, yeah I, didn't, I've, I didn't watch it live either, but I've seen the multiple replays of the goal, and it was clearly a goal. Yeah. How how they were not able to review it is ridiculous. I mean, good on Sydney for just playing on straight away, not allowing that to happen. But how you can like. Yeah, I don't know. Like yeah, I the guess... arc needs the arc needs the power to override. Like they can clearly see all that. Well, I thought they, but I guess they do, they have the time to check a goal after it's been called a goal. But you're right. If it's played on straight away, if it's a point, then what's their what? Where's their um? Yeah, it's where's their power? It's very very interesting. And it sucks that the uh, the goal umpire has been stood down for following protocol. Like he. Not following protocol, but like he thought it was a goal, uh, sorry, a point, and called it as such. He was just following that, and I, I know the um, the AFL had to have to seem like they're doing stuff, so they've they've stood him down for the rest of the season. But I think the it's AFL a, are just as much to blame as he is. Well, it's a it's a massive scapegoat, right? Obviously, he so he's he's made a poor call, and he should have if he wasn't sure, he should reviewed like it. he should have reviewed it, right? Yeah. And that's kind of we get frustrated. Well, I don't, I did, you know, whatever, but we. <laughs> People get frustrated by how many reviews there are. Yeah, you bloody yeah. you'd, you'd rather reviews than mistakes. Absolutely. And so he should. Yeah, and and I think that is what they're taught, right? Is to review review anything that you're not a hundred percent sure of. Yeah. But that's yeah. To not, I don't know. Surely at the next, yeah. To you, surely there's there's room to be able to. Any, Even anything before finals, should be reviewed you by put, you, by put it in place now. System. 
And the next time the ball goes out of bounds or there's a stoppage of any kind, yeah. then the umpire blows the whistle and says, no, actually, yeah. that was a goal. We're going to the middle. You can imagine the uproar if they'd done it at the time because it's never been done before. But mm. decision, every every decision should be, every thing should be reviewed. Yeah. What did you say has never been done before, sorry? Well, it's like changing a call halfway, you know, after it's, been oh. made well i mean twice they've changed i've got some little stuff here because I, I went digging they've changed results of games twice after they've happened that's been not for a long long time uh 2006 was the last time siren gate oh yes yep 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 yeah and the time before that the one you're probably thinking of was 1900 when St. Yes. Kilda got their very first win ever over melbourne that's right that's right yeah. Because what was it? A point got called a goal or something like that. Uh, something like that, yeah. And Secure protested, and they had to review it during the week. So Secure's first official VFL win came three seasons and one game, plus a week after like they joined the league. Yeah, and yeah, they couldn't even celebrate. Like they couldn't celebrate because it was a draw, and then they had to take a, yeah. point, took a point away. <laughs> yeah. Um, Crazy. So. Yeah, no siren gate, but yeah, to yeah, there's, well, you know, they, these are the things that happen to to change, to make make big changes, and hopefully it it does because there's, I've been, you know, you feel sometimes that uh, everyone, from umpires and and everything, sort of errs on the on the side of caution a little bit too much as it gets really close to the end of a game. They're worried well, we, about we, making a call. We talked about it last week with the Petrarca goal against Carlton. Yeah. Point, I mean. Everyone everyone's worried about making a call that's going to change the outcome of the game. And so there's these like conservative calls that um yeah. that then muck everything up. Where if you had a system like I think the NBA do, where every decision is reviewed. In the last two minutes in, everything's reviewed. In real time, right? Yeah. It takes ages. They crossed us. They got a dedicated place in Secaucus, and they yeah. cross there, and they have like so many cameras that they turn to. And it takes bloody ages, but it gets the results. But I guess there's, I mean, there's not. You you wouldn't think it'd slow slow AFL down as much. There's not as many things that you're probably looking at, but yeah. But the Crows anyway. are potentially missing the finals because of this call. I know. I mean, the other thing is, who's to say that Swans wouldn't have gone and kicked a goal in the last minute and a half anyway? I mean, that's the other argument you can make. This is the slide. This is the sliding doors thing, isn't it? And it's like, we're, you know, I was trying to be philosophical about it last week after the yeah, as you said, the Petrarca goal. I'm like, well, really, um, if it's cut, if it's coming down to snatching it at the end, is yeah. it, you know, is it yours anyway? Like, and if the Crows I mean, are going to win like, it. If the guys yeah. would have don't kick two goals eight in the last quarter or whatever they kicked. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but huge, huge. And you're right, definitely did take the uh take the focus away from everything else going on in the round. Yeah. <laughs> and but and this was another thing that took the focus off that your game, which was the Eagles beating the Bulldogs. Absolutely it did. What a shock loss. Huge. Um I, yeah. As we said, a couple of big, um, couple of big ins for the for West Coast and those and those older guys playing quite well, so that it does make a difference. 
plus the dogs just being flaky and un untrustworthy. Yeah. They've got such a good list and they just yeah. they did I don't know what they're doing with it. Um yeah, so this loss locks the Saints and the Swans in the finals. Yeah. And kind of takes away from a bit of that drama that we would have had in round twenty four. It was um, getting very, it was still getting gonna be very interesting, wasn't it? It also drags the Eagles off the bottom of the ladder for the first time since May 21st, meaning they will avoid claiming the wooden the first wooden spoon if North doesn't beat Gold Coast next week. And you can't imagine North will want to beat Gold Coast because they've got number one pick. They'll get Harley Reid. Yeah. And that also works for North Mel, uh, for West Coast because they don't have to um and ah about taking this player who doesn't maybe want to leave Victoria. Yeah. Yeah, I read. I heard something somewhere that was saying, you know, Adam Simpson, if he's going to get fired, well, he's 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 screwed them up by winning and losing them first draft pick. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I wonder whether whether that will happen after after snatching a win from from the doggies. We'll see. Yeah, you were at the MCG for this next game, weren't you? I was. I was. So uh, the second se- second last game of the round was Melbourne Hawthorne. Um, we we there, there for the uh, we there for the big pink lady on the ground. I was. I did. I was. Got there early. Watched that. It was fantastic. Is it first time? Is it go? First time in five years that they've done they've done the pink lady. Yeah. 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 They've been doing it across the last twenty five years. I didn't realize. So quite a while. Is it? Yeah, but it doesn't doesn't happen every. It doesn't happen every year. Yeah. Survivors on the ground. Some survivors, family members. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah, big. We, I was um at a at a a match day function where to Matt, you know, since they last did the the pink lady on the ground, um, more than a hundred thousand men and women in Australia have been diagnosed with breast cancer. So enough to fill the MCG have been diagnosed with breast cancer since we last did it. So it's a yes. great cause and 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 yeah, good to. It's an amazing thing to see. It's cool. Very yeah, I imagine I've never never been to it. Um, did mm. they do anything for Max Gorn's two hundredth? Um, so his his son was there on the ground with him. They and then came they came off the ground together. They obviously shot put him on the shoulders off the ground. No, it was good. It was it's good. Yeah. Nice. Do you know that was um, win number one hundred for Max Gorn in game number two hundred? Oh, there you go. He came into the game oh. on ninety nine wins, ninety nine losses, and one draw. Wow. Is that um the other there's two other three other players who have done this who have won their one hundredth game in their two hundredth match. Daryl White, Barry Hall, and Darren Milburn are the other three. <laughs> That's a cool stat. I like that. Yeah, and it locks Melbourne into the uh, top four now as well. As it was it was um it was a bit dire. Um bit of a relief. Very much a relief and now all those mental calculations are going on about what what the best results are for us for the first week of finals. Where do we want to be? Because you're right, like you you just don't know where it's, you know Brizzy could still finish on top. Who knows what what's going on with Port? Anyway, you want to play, who do you want to play? Well, I think the best result would be Collingwood at the D. Yeah, your home ground. Yeah, exactly. I'd yeah going up to. I mean, I. Wouldn't mind going to the Gabba, but the way Brizzy are playing at the moment, they haven't lost their all season. Yeah, um, no. So I think I think I think finishing fourth might be the best spot for us, ideally. 
Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And last game of the round? Last game of the round was Frio Port Adelaide. And um, as you just said, with uh, with Adelaide, um, if Frio had been able to kick straight in that last quarter, they might have uh, might have got a bit bit closer. Took a long time to get going. Um, they had mm. an amazing jumper on, though. I didn't see it. They had their old school uh, red, red, green, and purple like panel with the big anchor on it. Oh, yeah, the anchor in the middle. That plate. Yeah, 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 nice. Yeah, but like the retro, I think it was the 3D one. Oh, yeah. Um, it was good. It's a good good yeah, retro so one to have. Port, Port managed to break their break their losing streak. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. What so that, that. That's, that's good for, good on, good for them and, and it still keeps keeps things alive coming into the last round. Not as alive as it would have been if the doggies had won, as you said, but no, there's still there's a only, lot of So the doggies can make it if they win and the Giants lose, but the doggies have got to win in Geelong for the first time in almost twenty years. And the Giants have to lose to um Yeah to uh, Carlton. Carlton which, I think the bom- I think the Bombers can still win, but we've got to win by like 150 points and hope the Giants <laughs> lose by about 150 as well. Against Collingwood. We've got to beat them by 150, yeah. Yeah, it so, seems I'm, I'm likely. For, I'm happy for that if that happens. <laughs> Talk um, about the, playing yourself into form. Yeah, no. The Coleman, Coleman medal is the other interesting thing. Uh, we've got Kerno on 75 and Walker on 67. Carlton play the Giants. The Crows play the Eagles. Yeah. I'm calling it now. It's going to be a draw. Coleman draw. Really? Yeah. I, I think I think Kerno's got it thrown up. Giants got a I pretty good lockdown defense. Yeah, I don't I don't think I'm uh I'm gonna be setting any anyone on fire by saying that I think Kerno's got it. But uh Walker, yeah. Walker kicked ten goals last time he played the Eagles. So you reckon he can kick? The Crows are angry. The Crows have got a point to prove. Seven ahead? Yeah. Walker will kick 11. Walker's going to kick 11 and Kerno's going to kick two. Three. Is that what you're saying? Three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If if that happens, (laughs) I don't know. Well, I'll do something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Coles goals for Um, the weekend. It's no surprise that GWS led the Coles goals with 25 goals. Um, yep. Season's getting very interesting, though. We've got Brisbane now on, ahead, 307. The Crows on 302. And the Pies back on 301. So the Coles goals winner for the year's going to come down to the last few games as well, I believe. I wouldn't mind. I reckon the Crows could probably take it out with the uh, when Tax kicks his 11. Yeah. <laughs> with his big, with his yeah. absolute bucket. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Now, this final series coming up, Charlie. Mm hmm. Is going to feature Carlton, Melbourne, and St Kilda for the first time. Of the inaugural teams from the competition, this is the only trio that haven't played in the same finals campaign together. Ever. Ever. Are you serious? That's incredible. Isn't it? I mean, it, it helps that for the first 80 years they were Final Four, so it was a very unlikely combination. Mm-hmm. But still, yeah, and also, does, yeah, yeah, so... There's been a lot of downtime for the Saints, a lot of downtime for Melbourne. All of them, all three of them. Most recently, Collingwood. Yeah, yeah Carlton, sorry. That's amazing. I cannot – that is that – that is uh, – yeah, that's made me speechless. So th- those three clubs have never played in the finals against each other. 
Not all. It doesn't have to be against each other. Not they all three of them. Yeah. Being in the same final series. That's amazing. Yeah. Right, let's go ahead, Charlie. Let's, okay, let's look at next week. All right, so as we've just mentioned, the first night, Friday night at the G, is Collingwood-Essendon. Yeah, um, I need to win to finish we, top and claim their first uh, minor premiership since 2011, I believe. But I not the McClellan that. Trophy anymore because the McClellan Trophy is a new... Yes, it includes the AFLW. It does, yes. Yes, which is fantastic. Uh, Saturday, we've got Frio versus... Um, Hawthorne at the G also. Yep. And then North versus the Suns. Yep. Gold, in Tassie, I believe. North will not want to at win Bunso, this. In Gold, yes. Gold Coast to unveil. The, they've unveiled their new coach, Damien Hardwick, today. Yes. So uh, they'll be riding high and wanting to impress him. Absolutely. Very exciting news for Gold Coast, that. Yeah, it is. Um, then, we, then we have Brizzy versus St Kilda at the Gabba. Yep. Very like Saints, both teams locked into Saints, finals now. Saints would be wanting to uh to just jump up a couple of spots potentially if they can. I think they can finish as high as sixth. Yep, so get a home final ideally. Yeah. Um. Then we've got Geelong versus the doggies, and the yeah, as we've just said, the doggies would be fighting very hard to try yes. and get this Dog, one. Last time the doggies won in Geelong was two thousand and three. They played there wow. eleven times since, and they have not won. And the Cats are going to, I think, a few, like Isaac Smith and there's a few other players who are going to be sent off. So it's going to be, uh, I've, you'd think the Cats would want to go out in the high and you stop would the imagine dogs. so. Yeah. Uh, then that on Saturday night, we've got West Coast versus Adelaide over at Optus. Yep. As well, we this is the thing mentioned. because Tex, Tex is going to kick his 11 and then the next day, Charlie Kerno is going to know how many he needs to kick to win the, the Coleman. Yeah. So he'll so just kick that many. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> And then, um, then Sunday we've got Port versus Richmond. Surely I like there's there's someone on Twitter who said there's someone on Twitter who said Cochin should should have played this as his last game, gone to toss the coin and kicked with the wind. <laughs> um, then we've got Sydney versus Melbourne up at the up at the SCG. Mm, uh, buddy send off game. Buddies, buddies not playing. No, but it's big send off for. Okay, they're doing a big. Send off celebration for him. Okay, in nice. I mean, he could have come and come back and played finals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then to finish the round, as you just mentioned, we have got Carlton versus GWS. Carlton looking to sew up that uh that fifth, fifth spot, spot. Yeah. and GWS making wanting to make sure that they've got they're in there. Yeah, well, this will be interesting because so it's Stephen Canelio's two hundredth game, but depending on what the dogs do, the Giants might need to win this game to make finals. Yeah, and assuming they finish eighth, which it looks likely, they'll probably play the the Blues again in the first week of the finals. Amazing. Yeah, two weeks in a row. Yeah, well, not two weeks in a row, but yeah, two two games in a row. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, the the latter predictor's been a bit of fun. There's a lot of things that can still just move around and tweak, and indeed, yeah, it keeps keeps things very interesting. Indeed, well, lots to play out. Um, Charlie, would you like to choose a song of the day to finish us off? Go on. No, would you like to choose one? Oh, I don't, I don't know what I would even pick from, Timmy. What what football songs do you like? Oh, gosh. Um, no, my brain, my brain is too foggy. I can't think of it. I can't think of anything off the tip of my, t- tip of my tongue, Timmy. Go, go on, give us something good. Uh, well, I'll play you a... 
I think there's a Ron Barassi tribute one here. I'll I'll play because you're a demons man. Fantastic. The man of iron. Oh, well, man of iron. It's good. Called. Man of. Okay. Great. Yeah. Sounds sounds brilliant. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Well, only one, only one more home and away round to talk about, Timmy. Yep. And then uh, we'll have to do a bit of buffer in between. We'll have to do a season in review. Some of the teams. Season in review, we will. <laughs> yeah, we can go back over all the mistakes we made on our ladder predictions at the start of the year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, <laughs> until next week, hooroo. Not the most skilled, not the most gifted, but the most I am willed. With your clenched fists and your iron will, you made the Hall of Fame. With your iron will and your gritted teeth, you're the captain of our great Australian Son of a gun, the guts you displayed, the great will to win, the sacrifice and the discipline. I can recall the first flag you won and the day you made North Sour come, and I can remember the blues coming home. Now once again, the demons are your own, not the most classy. Not the most skilled, not the most gifted, but the most iron world. Barras, you're the captain, the one that led through. Barras, you're the captain, there amongst the few. Barras, you're the captain of the Hall of Fame. Barras, you're the captain of our great Australian team. Thanks for listening to the Kick to Kick podcast present Backward Incoming Forward. You can find all our old episodes wherever you get your good podcasts. 
If you want to get in contact with us, our email address is kicktokickpodcast at gmail.com. On social media, we have Twitter at kicktokickpod or on Facebook. Or you can find us on Instagram at backwards and coming forward. For a full list of our resources and things we use to inform our show, head to kicktokickpodcast.com. You'll also find some interesting things in all our old episodes. Once again, thank you for listening.